an Englishman in San Diego. With Dan Berry at LA Comic Con 2018. Hi, this is Dan Beer. I'm here at Los Angeles Comic-Con 2018 with Keith Gibbon. Created such characters as Lobo, Rocket Raccoon, and many other memorable characters that he's created over the years. So, Keith, you found yourself at odds in tone with so much of the comics landscape of the 90s, keeping an irreverent tone and a sense of humor when everyone was being driven dark and edgy by the successes of both Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns. How much pressure were you under to change your writing style? Really none. Uh... It was, it, it was such a freewheeling approach to comics back then. I will admit that at, at certain times on the Justice League, there was a constant drumbeat in the background to take the humor out, but it never came to the forefront. It was just like, to, like you know, well, if you took the humor out, it would be so much better, or if you did this, it would be so much better. Back then, there was no real over-editorial mandates. Uh, it wasn't like, uh, Batman's got to be grim. Wonder Woman's got to be, you know, a little bit more rough and tumble. It was, uh, it was a pretty good time to be doing comics because you were basically left alone. That said, uh, if you were left alone, it was because you fought back. <laughs> you know, uh, I found out that nothing quite backs an editor off than by screaming at him as loud on the phone as he thinks he's screaming at you. <laughs> And it was, it was, I mean, yeah, the 90s was a pretty good time uh, to be doing comics if, if you bought into the basic vibe there of trying something new, trying something experimental. If you were stuck in the same rut, then not a good time for you. <laughs> now, Keith, I find it interesting that you've talked in the past about Justice League and how you begged to get on that team. Yep. And yet when you got it, it was with a creative partnership of both DeMattis and McGuire that almost incidentally spiraled into this irreverent tone through your collaboration. What was your original idea for the book then that you had to des- that had you desperate to work on it? Just the, it, was just, it was the Justice League. I mean, uh, after the, I guess they call it the, a satellite era, which I don't understand, the book really nosedived. I mean, uh, there was some good books put in there. I think Perez did some good work on it. Well, that was really the satellite league. But it eventually wound up degenerating into Justice League Detroit. And uh, I used to go into Andy Helper's office all the time. And for about three years before I finally got the job, I would just say, give me Justice League. Give me the Justice League. I can do something with it. And when, uh, I think they did, uh, there was a crossover they did that Justice League was going to spin out as a new book. Uh, he, he finally said to me, okay, fine, put your money where your mouth is. You're, you're, you're doing Justice League. You wanted me to write it. But I didn't have enough faith in my ability to do dialogue at that point. So I said, find a, find a, 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 a writer who can handle it, and I'll do the plot. I'll, uh, I'll break it down for him. And he came up with Mark DeMattis. And I have to understand that at this point, I was basically known for stuff like Ambush Bug. I was coming off of Ambush Bug. Mark DeMattis was coming off a of Moon Shadow. So you look at these two books, we shouldn't have gotten along. We should not have gotten along. We were, it was like boiling. Then it was it's horrifying. But, uh, you know, just something happened when we got together. Then bringing Kevin along. I don't think how I, I, I found out Kevin was on the book. Uh, I went into and Andy Helper goes to me uh, I think I have an artist and I said great who is it he was Kevin McGuire I go I've never heard of him 
He goes, here, I have a piece of his artwork. He's in Ramita's Raiders over at Marvel. I think she's about this big. Uh, maybe uh, eight by five. It's a picture of Batman, but Clint Eastwood as Batman. Okay. That was all of Kevin's artwork I ever saw before I saw the first issue of Justice League. I had, <laughs> so I had no idea what to expect. I had a brand new artist who'd never done a comic book before. I had a writer who was writing at a complete 180 from me. Uh, every, the book was designed to fail. It was really designed to fail. Every, every misstep that you could possibly make pulling a book together, I thought was being made on it. It got so bad that before the first issue came out, you know, we were working ahead. But I was, I was looking for uh, other projects when they threw me off of the book. Mark DeMattis was pulling together his uh, uh, resume to get other work. Kevin was sniffing around. We thought, we thought the book was going to die. We thought we're not going to make it. So nobody was more surprised by the success than we were. And once, once it came through as that successful, then we felt a little bit more at home, uh, and the humor started creeping into the book. And people ask me, why is there humor in the book? Well, first, it's called a comic book, not a drama book. And second, come on, I'm a grown man. I can't do this shit without finding something funny. You know? Now, I know uh, a couple of your creations, both Rocket and Raccoon and Lobo, are now either big screen and small screen for Lobo. How do you feel about them being seeing your characters in a 3D-type sense? I really have... I mean, I'll go to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I enjoyed the movie, but I don't focus on Rocket Raccoon. He's a character that I came up with a long time ago with Bill Mantlo. And, uh... It doesn't... I don't know why I hate to say it like this. It doesn't mean anything to me to see my characters on film. Well, not my characters. Not my characters I created or helped design on film, on TV, because it's not my character. Um, I do it in a comic book. It's a completely different medium. It's a completely different venue from, like, a movie or a TV show. I'm not included in movies or TV shows. I get no say in the matter. So, it's like, I'm grateful for the comic book success. And I don't really pay attention to the film success. I mean, it's great that Rock and Raccoon's got all the toys out there and stuff like that. They caught on. But... I haven't touched the character since 1976. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like if, if Lobo becomes a movie, okay, fine, that, that's great. I'll get treated well by DC because they always treat me well when it comes to these movies or TV shows. Right. But I won't feel any... If, if they don't do him the way I think it should be done, I'm not going to feel it. I'm not going to feel bad about it. You know, it's like... Uh, if they wanted it the way I would have done it, they'd have brought me on board. Yeah, but they did it, and they took whatever they felt was right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think when I see a, 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 a comic book adapted for a movie, and I hear the creator moaning, oh, that's not the characters, I'm just thinking to myself, no, they're the, they're the characters, all right. They're, they're the characters adapted for the movie. You still have the comic book. It's not like they burned all your comics. <laughs> you know, so just, uh, I think people should calm down a bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Keith, you've talked in interviews before about how people like Paul Levitz and Julie Schwartz were huge mentors for you getting yeah. started. Do you feel like you could take someone under your wing the same way that they did? Yeah, I try to, as a matter of fact. I'm always try. I, 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 I love new talent. 
I love new talent. I'm not going to mention names, but I've been responsible for helping, I don't know, between 12 and 15 talents that are currently working in the field get into the field. Um, I'm always sniffing around. Before I'm done here, I'm going to take a walk down Artist Alley and see if anything catches my eye. Uh, I don't have that. I don't have that weird ego of it's got to be me. Uh, when I'm on a book, it's the creative team I'm more interested in. And helping it, you know, there's nothing more satisfying to me than helping a talent out to get in the business and they take off. Even if it's not at DC. You know, the one that comes to mind is uh, G. Willow Wilson. Right. I met her at a convention and, and her stuff was phenomenal. And I tried to get her into DC, but DC kind of fumbled the ball. I am thrilled that she's over at Marvel, one of the top writers. I knew she would be one of the top writers. And the little itty bitty bit I had about helping her out, uh, knocking on a few doors, stuff like that, I feel good about that. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, if, if I stumble across somebody and they're willing to do the work and they've got the talent, I, I see nothing wrong with kicking open the doors, you know, and if they become great, fantastic, good for me. I have good taste. <laughs> and that leads to our next question. Um, who do you see in the current crop of new creators that you'd like to work with? Tom King. One more time, sorry. Tom King. Tom King, okay. That's about it. Tom's got a good attitude about the business. Uh, I talked with him with the, I got conned into going to the Suicide Squad premiere. And I talked with him there, and I, I was astonished. It was the first time in 15 years that I wound up talking shop with somebody. <laughs> and I thought, this new guy's going to be a pain in the ass. He's a solid guy. He's a talented guy. Yeah, I'd like to do a couple of issues with him and see what happens. We can put our heads together. Now, what, what are you working on right now? Uh, I picked up the pencils again. I'm working on the Inferior 5. Okay. It's not that. It's not those characters. not the blimp and merry man. <laughs> I, I mentioned to Didio that I would love to do DC's version of Stranger Things by way of Twin Peaks. Nice. And he, he went for it. So I'm penciling. I have Michelle Delecki, who's a spectacular new inker on the inks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I predict that three, three months after that book comes out, to fight to keep her on the book. Uh, you know, and, uh, it's just... Yeah, that, that's the book I'm interested in. Uh, Scooby Apocalypse, of course. I've been on that for a while. But now... Uh, this way. The, um, the Inferior Five... I guess I was into it enough to pick up the pencils again, which I haven't done for years. So I'll be plotting and penciling it. Jeff Lemire is going to do the dialogue. Nice. Got a good team. You do. So we'll, yeah. see. we'll see what happens. It's going to be an odd book. Nothing, nothing <laughs> DC's putting out is even similar. And it's an official, no, it's actually an unofficial sequel to Invasion. Nice. And when should the first issue of that be out? I don't know, because Dan's being real cool about it, letting me get enough issues in the draw okay. before scheduling it. So whenever Dan uh, decides to schedule, I'll find out when you find out. Awesome. And are you on social media at all? Where you nope. interact with your fans? Nope. Okay. Oh, oh, no, I was told by uh, some people up at DC that I should stay off of social media because they don't want to have to fire me. <laughs> That's a good reason to stay off social media. I, yeah, if, if somebody comes at me, I, go, I come back at them. I'm combative. I know it. All I need is some 
idiot on social media making a statement and I go into launch mode. No, I'll stay off the social media. Thank yeah. you. Keep, keep it keep it calm away. Yeah, keep it calm. That's exactly it. Yeah. Do you, do you have a website? Nope. Okay. No, nothing. Okay. It's like uh, I've got I've got an email. Okay. That's that's, that's, that's about it. I, I I'm not really computer savvy. I know how to go on a computer, but uh, uh, I will admit that still to this day. When I turn on the computer and it goes, ah, and the, the pictures appear on the screen, I feel like I should be sacrificing small animals to it. <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that's just my mindset. I'm kind of a closet Luddite. An Englishman in San Diego. With Dan Berry at LA Comic Con 2018.